Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, on this episode of the GH Report, we've got everything. We've got some voter fraud, we've got Ryan and Ava getting closer, and oh my goodness, who is showing up at Ferncliff? An old face from the past. We're going to break down all that and more next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz <laughs> Holy cow, listen to that. Look at music. We, we, we perk up when we hear that. Like, oh, we get to talk about Fort Charles and General Hospital and all these crazy things? Mm-hmm. That's right. Welcome to the GH Report, folks. Here every Sunday, or you know, almost every Sunday, let's be honest. <laughs> Talking about the latest goings on here in Port Charles, I'm Frank Moran. I'm Carla Renata. And as always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and hop in the chat. Carla's got her iPad up and running, which means the chat is there as well. She's already reading all your great thoughts and comments. Keep them coming about anything that we talk about or anything that you might want to comment about in uh, about General Hospital in general. Yeah, let's show some love to our regular girl, PEI P- Kelly Public Cover, Joe Costanzo, Dulaman. What's up, Dulaman? Simon Love, Monique Abram, Sam Piboon. One Love RSR, Monique Abram, and Ann Robertson from Palm Bay, Florida. Hey, and Michael B. He just made it over from Black Tomatoes at Black Hollywood Live. Y'all need to join me over there, too. Okay, anyway. Man, look at that. (laughs) Finally. That's a long commute. Thank you for doing it, Michael B. (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. So uh, before we dive into the week in particular, Mm -hmm. how did you, in general, like the week that was there. Ooh, it was Hospital. a snoozy snooze snooze. <laughs> it was a snoozy snooze. It, it was a snooze, dude. That's a three snooze. It was a snooze. It was just like it 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 was like it felt like it took all week long to culminate to what we got to on Friday. Now That's you, what it felt like to me. And I was just like, oh for real y'all? Because okay. last week you also felt it was kind of like a dud week as mm-hmm. well. So what do you think right now is just leading to your general thought that they're kind of in a little bit of a rut? I'm feeling like I'm feeling like they're trying to feel their way around because they had those couple of weeks where they didn't have shows on Fridays, right? Where we were getting we were getting three episode weeks, and I'm surprised they didn't do it this week, especially with the election and everything that happened. But we were getting those three episode weeks. We were getting repeats of old episodes with people who aren't even on the show anymore. I'm just feeling like. I'm feeling like they're they're trying they're wading their way through the waters and trying to figure out what trajectory to go into because that nail storyline took such a long time and played out for such a long time and it was such a big chunk of the show that I feel like now they're trying to figure out what to go to and I feel like that Kevin storyline is going to come to a, a resolution a lot sooner than later. They're not going to drag that out very long because it seems like they they seem to moving they seem to be moving that storyline quite just you know along very quickly yeah i feel like i've i mean i really don't you think yeah i'm torn because it's like i don't know if i wanted to resolve too early because i've been enjoying the injection of ryan into the show i'm loving john lindstrom like the more screen time they can give uh, john lindstrom i'm loving that but i feel 
it, doesn't it feel like they're kind of rushing? It feels to me like they're rushing through that storyline. Really? Because in yeah. a way, it is dragging its heels with me. Where it's like, please, somebody can they can somebody just look in that window of the room to <laughs> to see that holy cow, the person that's in the room looks a lot like the doctor. Well, that part of the storyline is dragging. That part yes. at Ferncliff is dragging, but the other part where somebody's going to catch on to the fact that it's not Kevin, it's really Ryan, that seems to be moving along quite speedily because I think it's going to be, in two seconds, Spencer's going to be the one to figure it out. Well, we'll see uh, because certainly, uh, and we might as well just jump into that storyline first, uh, we saw at the end of last week that Ryan, in a way to kind of distance himself and kind of uh, mitigate the chances of him being discovered mm-hmm. that he had replaced Kevin, had said that he wanted to get separated from Laura. Yes, and, uh, and she had a little breakdown. Well, I mean, understandably so. Yes, of course. If somebody told, if somebody that you were in love with told you, "Look, it's a wrap. I don't love you no more," and you're like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. What? Just because I was gone? Like you just gonna give up?" Because hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I was gone, and so I think deep down in her psyche, she's kind of like some. She knows something isn't quite right, but she can't quite put her finger on it. And then I think she was. I think she she spent most of this week trying to figure out what the situation was, and then finally she got to that moment where she was like, where he had told her he was going to come and, and uh, take his things out, mm-hmm. come by and take his... And, she, and there was that scene where she was like, you know, the sooner you can do that, the better. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, okay, Laura, you got over that quick. It just, I... It, it feels like it's going to take somebody seeing Kevin to put these together, because nobody's going to be able to make that leap that it's Ryan... Because everybody thinks they just so somebody needs to see Kevin so that people can make that leap. Oh my gosh, Ryan is still alive. I think that plan that Carly has put in place with with Sam and Jason may have may help make that happen sooner. I, I hope so. Just the, the sooner they can get to that part. Is that actually was that a good? That's a brilliant idea, actually. Yeah, and I'm fine with the. I mean, I just want to see Kevin get discovered, and then take take a little bit more time with Ryan and and Kevin cat and mouse games, however you want to play it. But yeah, just, man. I want I want to see Kevin get discovered, and I want Ryan not to know that that's what's happened. Yes, right. I need for that part to play out a little bit more. I need for Ryan to think he's still getting away with it, so that when he finally does get caught, the payoff is a little bigger than than we may anticipate. You know what I mean? It has been really interesting just seeing him just really latch onto Ava. Those scenes with the two of them are pure gold, aren't they? They, they are. I just live for when they... Because the chemistry between them is palpable. It's really quite interesting. I would have never thought... I would have never thought that the chemistry between them in this particular storyline would have played out the way that it plays... That is playing out. Yeah. But I'm also not having the fact that they're making Ava kind of stupid. Be- they're making her so- kind of stupid because she's like, oh... You like me, Dr. Kevin? Ah. Like, come on. Like, come on. Like, you really are going to be like, oh, you get me. You know, we're two of the same. Like, come on now, really. I feel like Ava is smart enough to know if somebody is interested in her in more, in, in more than just a professional capacity. 
That's what I'm saying. And but they but they're playing but they're making her play it dumb. I'm I'm thinking the first time that she saw him all up in her grill with Laura in the same room, she should have been like, "Yo, I don't feel comfortable with this. I'm gonna need you to go to the other side of the room." That's what should have happened in real life. That's what would have happened. But of course, this is the world of General Hospital, and it's a soap opera, so that's not what's gonna happen. They're gonna play it out for all it's worth. Now, what's gonna be interesting to see is whether or not Ava ends up helping Ryan with some of his shenanigans to get back at some people, especially Carly. I it, it is tough to say because I could see Ava willingly putting up blinders uh, on herself because, as she was saying, that nobody sees her the way that the, that he does. Yes, mm-hmm. and so I could see her willing to you know overlook other things because she just is so thankful to have somebody that can see her point of view on things. I just don't. I don't buy that. She's smarter than that. That's why I'm saying they're dumbing her down. You know, first they made her the begging, crying Ava. Now they dumbing her down. I'm like, I don't like Ava being dumb. I don't like Ava being a victim in any shape, form, or fashion. She's a smart cookie. Well, I don't think she's a victim at this moment. Not I, in this moment, but yeah. she. what I meant is in the past they've made her a victim. With Like the whole Griffin storyline, she was very much a victim of circumstances. She was always crying and whining and all that. Oof. And th- now she seems to be getting back a, a, a better uh, sense of herself where she was before the whole Griffin Kiki thing went down. And she's just getting back to regular Ava when here comes Ryan and his shenanigans. So I don't, as far as her psyche is concerned, I'm really um, interested to know what's going to happen with her once she discovers that she's not dealing with Kevin. And she may be the person to discover it first. I could see, I, I, which I think Ava will be Ryan's Achilles heel, because I think he will get to some point where he thinks, I can take it one step further and introduce her into this more, into a murder or something like this. Mm-hmm. Or, and Ava, as much as she's done, as she says, I've done things in my past, uh, past some, I, some I've done, some I haven't. Mm-hmm. I felt like, <laughs> I felt yeah, like when she said yeah. most I haven't, I'm like, yeah, most is most, a, of, most of them you have, yeah. Ava. Let's, let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> but this is the thing. I think that just like, you said with Ava how she's seeing and hearing what she wants to see and hear. I think the same goes for him because she's saying to him, that was gross, that was sick, that was this, you know, all these adjectives that she's using to describe finding Mary Pat in, in the gallery are not leading you to believe that that's something she would be into. But oftentimes, if you notice, oftentimes when she's talking to him or when someone is talking to him about something else and he's looking at Ava they bring the volume down on whoever the person is that's speaking and it focuses on his face. Yeah. So in that regard, I would say that they are making him hear and believe what he wants. He's like creating his own little reality in terms of that. Because she said to him point blank, that was nasty. That was sick. I would never, who would do something like that? And the whole time he knows it's him. But although, I mean, what would you say to somebody asked you that? I, mean, I don't know if anybody, well, I mean, unless you're a total sociopath. If they asked me what? If they said, how did I feel about seeing that uh, that decapitated body hanging out in your yard? Oh, how the hell would you feel? Like, I'll have nightmares for the rest of my life. That's what I would say. Yeah, it would take a Like, true. I don't need to see it. I can never unsee that. 
I, I even if for some reason in a world where I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I would never say that to any other human being. I was like, keep that. You keep those thoughts <laughs> to some, yourself. Yeah, there's some things that you know. <laughs> there's some things that you keep to yourself. It's like my mother said, if you don't tell it, it don't get told. That's right. So, so sometimes you, you just keep <laughs> stuff to yourself. Yeah, and don't tell other people. <laughs> well, that was great. I really liked it. <laughs> the uh, it was interesting to see, and it it I feel like in terms of the investigation, they've got the blonde hairs and the hand and stuff. But I did like at least seeing the uh, uh, the Jordan and Curtis discussion, trying to figure out motives and reasonings, and that it wasn't just going to go right towards Carly directly. Which brings me to this. So I'm glad you brought up Jordan. So I was at the AFI Film Festival this week, and I ran into Brianna, who plays Jordan. Nice. I was standing there, and I was like, that looks like the chick who plays Jordan on GH. March my little self over there. I'm like, do you play Jordan on General Hospital? She was like, yes. I said, we do an after show on General <laughs> Hospital at After Buzz TV. I would love for you to come on. She says, I would love to. So, um, Rihanna, if you happen to be listening to this today, I'm going to need you to pull out that card I gave you and reach out to a sister. So, continue. Oh, uh, I, I have a feeling <laughs> that we'll, we'll probably have to make that reaching out. I don't know if she's watching right now. She might be. You never know. Mm. She she from, a, she might, you know. I'm taking a sip of Coca-Cola now. <laughs> but don't worry, folks. We are going to have a guest, in fact, in the studio next week. Speaking of guests coming out to the GH Report. Yes. Yes. Uh, we had Wes Ramsey come back a couple come in here a couple weeks ago. Yes. And, and we're going to have Mary Pat. That's right. Uh, her whole Bethune. body. Her head connected her back whole body, her body. Head and everything will be here in studio talking to me and Frank Moran about General Hospital, her experience there, the whole Mary Pat storyline, and what she might be up to next. That's right. Uh, how they got her head in that barrel of apples. That was just, that was a little <laughs> too unrealistic. Like, did she stand in the floor and just kind of pop herself up? You know what I mean? Oh, that was just a, they, they made a sculpture of that. That was a fake head that they just threw it. It didn't look fake. <laughs> All right. It did not look Hot fake. questions. We'll like, get to again, the I cannot unsee that. I'm just saying. I can't not unsee that. Uh, you know what, though? You uh, What you can see, though. What is that, Frank Moran? A lot of great after shows right here at AfterBuzz. <laughs> Because you know what, AfterBuzzers, our network produces after shows for nearly all your favorite TV shows. From dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more, there's no network that works harder to serve you, the television fans. But we need your help. So we're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. And by doing that, uh, YouTube will suggest content that's tailor-made for you, and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. But if you're worried about those pesky notifications, don't because they're optional. So hit that subscribe button now and for this channel and check out all our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. And let us know you did so in the comments. And you know what? Carla Renata, <laughs> she is going to, uh, oh, she's been dabbling in finger paints. Uh, she told me this morning, uh, she's like, oh my gosh, finger painting. Oh I, my it's God. Enjoy my life. If you guys could hear the extent of these lies <laughs> that he makes up on a weekly basis about me. I am, first of all, I am a black woman in America with nails. I am not trying to finger paint anything ever. I think thou <laughs> protest too much. But let us know you did so in the comments. And Carla's going to make you a great finger painting uh, of your favorite GH character. It'll be, it'll be delightful. Uh, but uh, for now, though, thanks, folks, thanks for being the best fans <laughs> and for helping us to become the ESPN of TV talk. See, that's what you get for that's telling right. them lies on me. That's why you tripped over your words. Didn't stick that landing. <laughs> Didn't make it tight. Oh. oh, my God. That's pure comedy. I cannot with you sometimes. <laughs>
So uh, we've got Carly mixed up in in the whole Ryan storyline. Mm-hmm. He's got she's got her plan to have uh, Jason's like, hey, you called and you need help. I'm going to do it, and if I'm going to do it, I'm going to bring in the big Sam! guns and Curtis. <laughs> it uh, it was interesting to see like Curtis and uh, and uh, Steve Burton. Uh, yes. I kind of I I like that little trio of working together. They got mad chemistry. I kind of love that. Oh, and let me just flip back for a second. Let me just flip back and say that when I spoke to Brianna, all of the five minutes that I talked to her, I asked her how she felt about you know how how are you liking being on General Hospital? And she said, at first I was really really nervous, and I said I could see that. I said, but you've settled in quite nicely now, right? She said, oh, yeah, now I'm having more fun. And you can tell because the scenes this, and I say that to say, the scenes this week between her and Curtis didn't feel awkward. Yeah. I mean, I got to mention, like, coming in as a recast is. Yeah, as a recast is one thing. Coming in as a, a brand new character where you can create the arc yourself. But coming in as a recast where people have, you know, like we fell in love with, with Vanessa Antoine yeah. as Jordan. We fell in love with her and, and we got to know her and love her playing Jordan and to see somebody else come in and put their stamp on it for a lot of the fans, including us, because we talked about it. It was it was difficult at best. But I've noticed in the last couple of weeks that she's really started to settle in. And and you can even tell that the other characters that she's playing against are starting to settle in and be a little bit more comfortable, too. Like, there was a really nice scene between her and Finola Hughes. It was yes. very brief, but it was really nice. <laughs> That scene ended kind of weird. It was weird, but it was a comfortable scene. Like, I didn't feel like that was the first time, that that particular episode was the first time where I felt like she didn't feel uncomfortable. And then, unfortunately for her, she came right in the middle of that whole Aunt Stella storyline. So I'm sure that her uncomfortableness had a lot to do with all of that. Because uh, at the end of that scene that we were talking about with her <laughs> and Fanola Hughes, they uh, both say that they love each other. Uh, and it just felt like... I am so about like the Anna and Jordan relationship. I, I I don't know if it if it's gotten to that level to me where it's like I mean you know if you say I say I love you like I don't know I just don't I know think if, so you think so yeah like good good girlfriends if you like I have some friends that I'm really tight with it's like it's not like you actually love them it's kind of right. like no, it's I like understand. it's like see you later it's like see you later girl that's all it is. I'm telling you, that's all it is. She's like, love you, girl. I love you, too. Bye. That's it. Really? I say, Me and my girlfriend say that on the phone all the time. Yeah, but you know, I, but there was such a pause at, at the doorway about that for each other. Okay, to, yeah, to so to that was other. awkward. That was the, the doorway pause was awkward. I'll give you that. But the I, saying the I love you thing, that didn't bother me. But if it had been, like, been more casual, like you said, kind of like, you know, like, all right, boom, and then I'm out the door. Like, love you, love you. Well, that'd be great. But that they Maybe took it was a camera to, thing. Maybe they had to pause to get the camera angle. We don't know. Yes, it just it came <laughs> off as an awkward delivery. I'm like, really? All right. I don't know. This seems weird to me. Mm. There you go. But but mm. you're talking to a man who's dead inside. So the feelings of wow. love towards other people. I don't know. Kelly how to said, those. "Friends love Frank." I don't have any friends, so I will never know <laughs> what that feels like. It's a shame. Oh my god. Uh, so. Do because I know it seems with the blonde hairs that it is trying to lead up to possibly Carly being this, but I did like right out of the gate that I'm thankful that they don't seem to be looking at Carly as a target for this yet because that's ridiculous. It is like Carly pops off at the mouth saying dumb stuff all the time. What are we gonna do? Accuse her of every crime or every mishap that happens with anybody that she pops off at? She pops off at least to one or two people every episode. Just saying. Yeah, and the fact that uh, I did like you know they talked about the. 
having the head severed is somebody that is uh, so talent and an expertise of being able to sever it that cleanly. Yeah, and, and Carly's not that chick. No. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I've never even seen her in the kitchen cooking. Yeah, Carly. Yeah, right? Yeah. We see her coming out with food, but we don't know how that food got on that plate. <laughs> All right. Look at the, the Corinthos household. I, I think We've it's only We've never Sonny. seen the kitchen. But I know Sonny cooks because everybody loves his pasta Well, he always I, comes out with an apron on. We ain't yeah. never seen Carly come out of no kitchen with an apron on, ever. Do you think Carly ever cooks? No. Does she think she, like, bakes cookies or something? No. Nothing. Zilch. No. no. I think either they have somebody there that cooks for them or Sonny cooks. Because even when she was staying at the Quartermain, she didn't cook. Do you think that she would go to the store and buy a frozen pizza and just put it in? Yep. Because I think she has done that on this show. All right. Okay, frozen pizza. All right, there you go. I think but, I do recall a scene with her putting pizza in the oven. But see, but then I, I wonder, though, is Sonny a guy that would tolerate having frozen food like that? And it's just like, no, But no, the no. pizza wasn't for Sonny. The pizza was for the kids. She no. would never do that to Sonny. Sonny is Italian. You think Sonny going to eat a frozen pizza? Hell to the no. You're not going to make his DiGiorno's? <laughs> oh, no? hell no. 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 Right. Okay. No self-respecting Italian is going to eat a frozen pizza. I can tell you that right now. But isn't that the the hook? Is that you? It's so good you don't even know. And then you also knew eight frozen food. Hell to the gnaw. Right. No. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, so we've got the, the hot stuff with, uh, with Ryan and Ava happening here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Laura, part of that as well, now that they're separated, so she has time to focus more on the election. Mm. That was coming up for uh, the nation, but it also focused on it in Port Charles as well. Mm. Because the mayoral election was happening. And Laura, everybody's writing her in. It's gonna, is it going to happen? And Spencer, seeing how, how down... His, ma- his grandmother is, after Kevin has uh, left her, is uh, says, you know what, I'm going to help make sure that my mom has an opportunity to uh, win and become the mayor of Port Charles. Mm-hmm. What did you think of uh, Spencer's plan? <laughs> I love that. That was pure comedy, to have those ballots come out with the smiley face on them. <laughs> but what I think what Spencer did not anticipate was that press conference and what his grandmother and what Ned we're going to say in the press conference about prosecuting the person that did it. And I think he got, he got a little spooked and he, to the point where he even asked his grandmother, did you mean what you said? She's like, absolutely. And he was like, Rrr. yeah, <laughs> uh, I, it's that, that mixture of like a, a child where you have that kind of uh, creative impulse, even though it's destructive, but not seeing the full ramifications of making that, that choice. Absolutely. And then seeing him as a child again when he asked his grandmother, did you mean what you said? Like she was going to take it back because it was him. Mm-hmm. No. No, no, no. And they'll eventually find out it was him. Are they going to press charges against him? Who knows? But if she ends up being mayor, she'll have to give it up because, you know, he did what he did. Yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about this storyline? Because we talked about... You know, Wally Kurth not really on the show that much. We haven't really got to see a chance of Ned being mayor that often. And the idea is like, all right, if, if Jeannie Francis is back on a regular basis, mm-hmm. it makes sense maybe to give her the mayor title because mm-hmm. we could do some storylines. Yeah, we've said that. But if they go this route where she maybe she wins because she has this extra time now, but mm-hmm. then Spencer's uncovered and she has to give it up. Mm-hmm. Do you like? Would you want to see Laura win it to only have to give it up because of what's happened with Spencer? I wouldn't want to see that. That would be, I mean, on top of everything that she's going through with the whole Kevin Ryan thing, that would be a lot. You know, that would that would be a lot. And we don't want to see her, you know, at Shady Brook or Ferncliff or <laughs> any place else. But, but I feel like if this isn't covered even, if this is covered before the election gets a chance to actually occur, mm-hmm. I feel like that also torpedoes her chances. I mean, there's no winning case scenario in this. 
because the damage has already been done. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, maybe there's some plot twist that they're holding back on revealing to us. I don't know. But, yeah, it w- it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that that went down. And bless his little heart. He's a kid, so he was just trying to help his grandma. Yeah. He didn't think about the ramifications of what that was going to do. <laughs> but uh, let's give it up for Ned and his speech right to camera. Like, summoning his best Liam Neeson. <laughs> Right there. We will find you. We will get you. <laughs> I was like, whoa. He did. I was like, and I'm and as he's doing it, I'm sitting there going, he's like 12. Like, calm your jets. <laughs> like, really? He's not even legal. How are you going to prosecute somebody that's not even legal? But nowadays, they have laws where if somebody underage does something of that regard, they can prosecute the, the parents. Oh. Uh-oh. Exactly. Well... See you, Laura. You're going. To, you're going to Sing Sing. That's she it. Might. Uh, but uh, Spencer did get to have a, a little bright spot, though. Speaking, mm-hmm. uh, he got to get reunited with uh, with Brit. Yes, that was his buddy. Yes. She. Let me just say, she is a bright spot on General Hospital for me right now because they give her all the best lines. She keeps it uh, 100. She calls, what, what did she call? She called. Oh, I have to find this. She called. Um, she. <laughs> she called Anna. Double old Mary Poppins and called Finn Dr. Porcupine. I <laughs> laughed out loud. I'm like, I love it. She said double old Mary Poppins. That made me laugh out loud because when you think about it, that's exactly what she is. That's true. It was very funny. I love that. But they give her the best lines and they're making her, um, they're kind of le- making her pick up where she left off, sort of but just not as dastardly as she was before she left Poor Charles first time, especially since uh, Spencer's not the only person she reunited with. She reunited with Brad as well. It's uh, Which I was thankful for that, especially for Brad, because there's somebody that he can, can be completely open with. Yeah, and he not kind be of blurted judged. it out. I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. Because yes. him skulking around and stressing Julian out was getting on my nerves. So he opens up, tells Britt everything that's happened. He needed to tell somebody. It Absolutely. was going to kill him. So I'm glad that they brought her in so that he could tell her. She was like, you're helping. You're keeping my secret. Why can't I just keep yours? So, uh, yeah, I'm thankful for Brad. I don't know. I'll be curious to see if he, if having somebody that he can share all his deepest, darkest fears about this makes him more relaxed in the rest of his life. I Maybe will he'll be slip up. Of course. Because like anybody that's done something wrong, as soon as you tell somebody what you've done, and, and you've gotten it off your conscience, you, there's like this sigh of relief that happens, and then you go, whoo, and then you get real comfortable, and then when you get comfortable like that, that's when you start making mistakes. See, up until this point, he hasn't had anybody to purge and tell. He hasn't even told Julian. No. So, he hasn't had anybody to purge and tell, because Julian is Lucas's father, so he can't tell Julian, right? So, he, he's, he hasn't had anybody to purge and tell all of this juicy gossip to. He tells Britt... And so now he's feeling a sigh of relief, and it's only going to be a matter of time before he slips up and messes up. I and this, which brings me to this point. That scene, I think they were in Charlie's, where they had um, Wiley sitting on Michael's lap. Yeah, I'm like, why is Michael holding Wiley? I thought he's supposed to be in therapy over grief. If you're in therapy over grief, why are you holding somebody else's child? Oh. Is that part of your therapy? I don't think so. You, what, you, so you have to shut off uh, just 
being with family? I'm not saying shut off being with family, but what I am saying is that if you seeing a baby boy is triggering feelings for you and, and your grief, that it's probably a good idea that you avoid that for a little bit. And if that wasn't bad enough, then here comes uh, Bobby with the was it a spoon or a rattle? What was yeah. it? I couldn't tell what it was. A spoon? And me dropping it on the ground, seeing well, am I going to pick it back up? Like uh, Michael said, I don't think Britt will do her boy like that. Meaning she won't tell him. No, I don't Britt's, think she will. Britt's not going to roll over on on uh, Brad. Brad's going to roll over on himself. He's his own worst enemy. It's it's been. I'm just happy to have at least he's open. He can open up to somebody else because. I, enough of Brad just constantly freaking. I know him scene. skulking around and freaking out and running after Julian. I'm like, if I saw one more scene like that, I was going to shoot myself. I'm like, I cannot. I just cannot see that one more time. I can't. What I am excited about though is that there is. Uh, I've been excited by the amount of Brit that we've gotten, and, and especially with a variety of different stories, mm-hmm. which has been great. And mm-hmm. there was more than I thought we were going to get of her. So I'm they, loving her. Yes. I'm loving her. She's she's like a breath of fresh air, literally, because she's just. They give her some really cool lines to say. It's really it's hilarious. It's either really biting or really hilarious or both. It kind of just <laughs> depends on the situation and who she's speaking to, right? But I just I love that they have her there, and I love that Anna and Finn are like, "You do what we say, or else." Like that that in itself is a whole different kind of comic element. I love it. We uh, speaking of Brad and Lucas, of course, we get to see Lucas. Starting to uh, warm up to his dad. Yes. But I like that he was able to keep it where it's like, I no, I made a promise to the birth mother that I would not involve you my and, father mm-hmm. in in my son's life. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that I still can't figure out a way that at least Have the two of us. part of my life, right. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. So we seem to be moving things quite along here. All right. Yeah, I mean, I guess... <laughs> Yeah. I mean, do you... Because Julian has been kind of like just like the punching bag for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I guess, you know, I mean, as Brad said, he's seeing how hard he is trying to turn his life around. Mm-hmm. What do you think it's going to take for, for Sam to turn around and give him a shot again? Oh, that's going to take a minute. Sam holds grudges. Sam does not, Sam does not forgive easily. She does not. Yeah. Unless it's Jason. <laughs> she Sam. does not forgive easily. Everybody else got to stand in line. It's, uh... Yeah, I, I don't know, because she's, she's held on to this longer than I thought that they may have. I thought they may have softened her up a little bit, but she stayed strong. Because not only not only did he mess with her, but he messed with her with her mom. Yeah. You know, and how many years went by before she even knew Alexis was her mom? They had that whole storyline where, you know, that was revealed, and that took months. So, she, you know, and, and it's taken her mom. Her mom had to get over all that drinking and losing her life. Like, this, it's been a lot. So to have to watch her mother go through all that, to have her mother still be there for her in spite of everything, whether she whether she um, supports her or not, and then to have Julian turn around and be lurking in the shadows, she's like, "No, you've heard her for the last time. We cannot let you. We can't let you up in here. No, no, no. That's that's what can't happen." You know what? Thank you for reminding me about the the dark days of Alexis and her drinking. <laughs> I'm so glad that that storyline is is past. And it's great. That's a part of the character going forward, and it's. But finally- now they're trying to. Re- that now they're making it a storyline. They're starting to make it a little bit of a storyline for Christina. Oof. Remember, she went yeah. and got drunk, and they and Jason picked her up and took her back to Sam's. I'm like, oh, please, let's not have Christina drinking. I think that was just a case of one emotional moment in her life where she's just. I don't. I. I- 
Because it was the way it was the way they set it up. <laughs> it was in the, the bark of that bottle. No, the way they set it up was her looking around and taking the bottle and sliding it into her bag before she left the pub. Then they showed her in the park chugging down the bottle, and then the next thing we see, she's with Jason at Sam's apartment. But she wasn't. She, but the thing about Christina is that she wasn't a destructive drunk. She was just a sloppy drunk. Yeah, you know what I mean. So. I'm wondering if that's going to come into play with this little Asian girl. Uh, it would be interesting to see because I mean we, I mean she she was a calming influence on Oscar. That was hilarious. <laughs> so I'm like yeah. he got a brain tumor, really? Okay. Yeah. So I, uh, I yeah. So we'll see what happens with. Uh, I, I think Christina. I feel like she was just being secretive because she's stealing from work. So I feel like that's why she's on the DL. By slipping, you know, hiding the bottle. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to go at, at your new place of work and saying, Hey, look what I got here. <laughs> you taken. No. So, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we would hit those beats a little bit more uh, if, if they were going to go yeah. down that road. I don't know. I, I disagree. We'll see. Yeah. We'll I, see, though. I feel like she's just getting, she just had that terrible day. Parker saying, like, you know, we're done. And she just kind of uh, hit that bottle for that. We'll see, though. But you know what, what gave me life is... Sonny left that message for Margot. Yes. Didn't really wait for the answer. Just, just just went straight to the horse's mouth. Went to her and then had that whole situation where he talked to her. She She's like, I'm going to get you. Talking that same, bop, 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 bop. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. He's like, mm, you might not want to do that because you're the person that's going to get hurt. And it, he was so confident that she was the one that was going to get hurt. It kind of piqued her interest. And then the next thing you know, there they are in the car heading toward her mama's house. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Are you threatening me? No, I'm just telling you. <laughs> but now but now he's in the car with her going to her mama's house. I thought that was very funny. And then they get to the mama's house. And then the mama, uh, Jeanette, is like, <laughs> she's like, who are... First of all, I love how people just let folk in their home and don't know who they are. Like, how are you just going to let somebody in your house? I got a ring doorbell. Ain't nobody getting up in there unless I see what they look like. I'm just saying. So she <laughs> she lets him in the house, don't know who he is. He starts popping off about Scully and all this stuff. And, and then she makes the, makes the dive for the letters to make sure they're still in the drawer because of what he's saying. She's thinking that maybe he's stolen the letters and got them. The letters are still there. But what she doesn't know during all of that is that um, Sonny has a wire. But what I do love out of, out of that whole exchange was the fact that before he even went into the house, Sonny up said, I just want to say ahead of time that I'm so sorry for what's about to happen. He's having at least a, like uh, he was a compassionate having, moment. Yeah, he was, having, <laughs> he was having a conscious moment where he was like, I almost felt like he didn't want that to happen to his worst enemy ever. That's a really hard thing to find out about your dad or it, your mom, for that matter. No, for, I mean for sure. I mean it's as much as Sonny hates the way that Margot's conducted herself. It's coming from her actions are bad, but it's coming from a place of a, a of a daughter trying to get justice for her dad. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Sonny. It's not a malicious intent towards Sonny. Like I want your territory, so I'm going to come in and I'm going to do whatever I need to take to get it. Mm-hmm. No, this is me looking to get justice mm-hmm. for for my my dead father, mm-hmm. who Sonny did kill. Mm-hmm. I mean that, that's the that's the thing. So for for Sonny to kind of blow up what little world that she has left in terms of her family. I, I it, it is nice to see Sonny have that. Like, yeah, I'm not a total monster, right? I, I was. It was sympathize. nice to see him have that moment. But now I'm interested to see once the dust settles from this, how Margot is really going to react to that. Because right now she's just mad at her mom. But when she really sits down and thinks about it, she may be like, 
yeah, but I wouldn't be mad at my mom if he hadn't told me this. Do you know what I mean? Because she seems like a very irrational type of human being where she doesn't yeah. place the blame where it's it, squarely where it should be. She kind of places the blame everywhere that's in the circumference of where it should be. Do you – yeah, I'd be curious, like, if this kind of closes the book on that in terms of Sunny. No. Somebody – Kelly brings up a good point in the chat room. I thought uh, – she says, I thought Sam and Jason had the letters. How did they get them back into the house so quick? I thought Sam and Jason had the letters, too, because the last thing we saw – the last time we saw the letters, Sam and Jason had the letters in their hand. And then they gave some of them to Sonny because he ha- had them. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine that before he went up there, he had – Somebody's shoving yeah. back. Okay. I that actually they, would make sense. They snuck in at night, broke in, and, and put the stuff back. I got to imagine that's the way it must have happened. Yeah. And then somebody else said – Dulamon said, how does Sonny and Margot kick the mom out of her own house? (laughs) (laughs) Gotta go. That's pure comedy. I tell you what, if that was a black mama, that wouldn't have happened. I tell you that right now. (laughs) I will be curious to see, because Margot has just had this this point of view and this story in her head about everything that's happened in her past. And to have that kind of shattered, how does she proceed and kind of pick it up? Yeah, like how how does she rebound from that? That's huge. To find out that your mother was secretly plotting to have your dad killed and that she knew he was dead for years but just didn't tell you. And then tried to make you think that she didn't tell you because she wanted to preserve the image of her, your father and your preserve the image of her father in Margot's mind. Like all of that is just one big ginormous lie. And when you find out that your parent has told you a lie like that, it's hard to come back from that. Like how do you come back from that? No. That per- that's the person that gave you birth. That's the person that taught you how to tie your shoes and, and do all these wonderful things in life. And now this person has betrayed you beyond belief. How do you rebound from that? It's hard. Well, yeah. I mean, to find out yeah, that, the fact that your mother wanted your father dead. That's hard. That's a, that's a hard pill to swallow. I don't care who you are, soap opera character or not. That's no, hard. It, it's tough to say, like, oh, mom's all for, all's forgiven. Mm-hmm. I, there's, no, there's no, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I understand, mom. It's okay. I forgive you. That's hard. You know what else I wanted to, to talk about real quick? Um, what, do we, what do we feel about this Michael Willow Chase triangle that's about to go down? It's, uh, we, we see all that happen. There's a couple meet cutes between, you know, Chase and Willow and then with Michael and Willow. I guess, you know, I, I need to see. And then Bobby was trying to re Remember I said last week, what happened to the girl that Michael had that date with? Remember I yep. said that? And then this week, Bobby's like, remember that girl you had that date with? I was like, well, I cannot wait to come to work Sunday and tell Frank that. Remember when we yep. had that conversation? She, you got your little name check in there. So I'm like, oh, she might be coming back. She about to get a paycheck. Hey. <laughs> I mean, it's certainly, the, Michael and Willow have something definitely in common to bond over, for sure. Yeah. But I still feel like I have very little interest in seeing that relationship develop. I'm more interested in Chase and Willow. I'm more interested in Chase and Willow, too. But I don't think that's going to stop Michael from trying. Michael don't give up, when it come, when it, especially when it comes to somebody else wanting something that he wants. He's a Corinthos. He's going to find a way to get what he wants. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, we've never seen Michael in a triangle before. So, I mean, because mm-hmm. there, there was a stuff with Morgan and Kiki and himself, too, but... Uh, so, I mean, I guess that was kind of a weird-esque mm-hmm. triangle, but I don't know. That, to be in a triangle, that doesn't involve a sibling. <laughs> we'll see how, see, see how that goes for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we also, uh, 
speaking of uh, people kind of exploring other options in their lives, we've got Franco, <laughs> who's reached out to uh, by Jordan in terms of this whole investigation about the, the yes, person married because Mary he Pat. was a former serial killer. Yep, <laughs> I love the fact that he's a former serial killer in Port Charles and now is in in Port Charles, living with one of the most esteemed characters on the show, trying to have a regular life. That is funny as hell to me. Uh, with because it was all the brain tumor. It's all the brain tumor. Yeah, and that's what Elizabeth says. Well, you know, that he he did that because he had a brain tumor, and they were like, <laughs> did you see the look on their face? They were like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, okay. Whatever you say. The, um, when I speak in terms of uh, famous or well-known people inside the city, we have a conversation that it comes up with between Britt and uh, Brad where they talk about uh, Sam falling at the nurse's ball and that uh, Brad made a gif mm-hmm. and put that out. <laughs> Again, to go back to my my forever kind of like uh, what's going on with this nurse's ball and who cares about the show, like who's who would care about this gif of a woman falling down on a live uh, Brad local and place? Yeah, that's Brad it. Brad and Brit. Like I guess they're the only ones that are texting that to each other. Like who else is like searching gifts and going? Remember oh. that? Remember they sat and they were watching because she couldn't go to the nurse's ball. So remember they sat and they watched it like they were like we sit and watch the four hundred five yep. when there's a car chase sometimes with a big old bucket of popcorn. <laughs> You know, it was hilarious. Uh, we also get to see uh, a little bit more of uh, Maxie and Nina talking. Yes. That was very short, though. Yeah, and Nina just, like, not wanting to go, you know, like, have a night out with Peter August. Mm-hmm. I guess I got to try to get to know this guy a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did, like, uh, Maxie turning the tables on her when it came mm-hmm. to Valentine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she was, and then they were all, they had that conversation where they were like, why do we? Why do we want to be with people that aren't good for us? And then Nina calls up Peter and invites him to go out with her to some event. I'm like, oh, y'all are doing the most right now. I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh. she went from totally hating Peter to asking him to 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 accompany her to it. Even even his face was like, what the hell? <laughs> even his face was like, who who? What happened to Nina? It was I, funny. Yeah, it's like maybe I should just not get involved. <laughs> Uh, now I did uh, tease at the beginning of the show that we did see a uh, an old face uh, in a new place, and that was over at Ferncliff. We the we finally get into that mysterious patient's room. Are we going to see Kevin? Are we going to finally see Kevin? That's what I thought. No, uh, no, of course, because we're not going to let uh, Jason and Sam find him. No, we I would have loved that though. That would have been fabulous. It, it would at least blown up the story in a way that I wasn't expecting. Mm-mm. We get to see Nell hanging out there, doing her best Carly crazy impersonation. And popping out of it so quick, it made your head spin. Yeah. Sam was like, yeah, we love the fact that you're doing that impersonation. And Jason was like, you're good, but Carly was better. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> he yeah. said, you're good, but Carly was better. And that's all he had to say for her to snap out of it. She snapped out of that like that. She was like, eh, And then she started barking like a little chihuahua. I'm like, okay. But you know what? If, if uh, Nell's going to pull this... She picked a better time to do it mm-hmm. than when Carly did it because mm-hmm. there's that big, their big me- mental health reform. Mm-hmm. Mary Pat's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything's more above the board there. So this is not a worse place than I think maybe than, than being in prison. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, might be the worser choice. Yep. Uh, folks, a real quick uh, news and gossip before we uh, go in there. TV news. Uh, we've got uh, coming up here uh, soon on General Hospital is one of my least favorite episodes ever. And that's when they do, I can't stand these episodes, when they do the imaginary stories. And they have an imaginary story, imaginary story coming like a what if, and it's centering around Sonny, and I don't care. That is like a day where I just, 
I just cr- I don't is watch it. Is like it. a Christmas Carol kind of thing? It's going to be something terrible, and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna hit that fast forward button through the entire episode. It's going to be. I hate these episodes. They just they mean nothing to me, and and I can understand from uh, because you're dead inside. Because I'm dead inside, and I can understand from a production side. It's like oh, it's like a little one off, and the actors don't enjoy it because they get to play something different than their usual roles. So that's great. But as a viewer. I hate them. I get no enjoyment from seeing a what-if scenario played out where I get to see these actors in different contexts. Don't care about them whatsoever. That doesn't bother me. It's actually kind of interesting. It breaks up the monotony. It's been so boring lately that I welcome anything to break up the monotony. Personally, oh no, it's no, and, and uh, Reese Bernard's uh, son, I believe, is going to be involved in this as well too. Oh, that's so nice, nice for him. But for me as a viewer, I don't care. <laughs> I do not care. Oh, this is going to be a terrible episode. <laughs> oh, the fact that we're going to have to actually talk about it is going to make me even more sad. I, I just can't. I just I don't want to watch this at all. Well, I'll watch it for you. How about that? Okay, yeah. So you can tell me about it. And I, I can just, tell you all about it. And I'll just sit there and go, mm, that would have been terrible. That, I'm sure that was terrible. I'm sure it was awful. Susan Russo in the um, chat room said, it's not like they don't have enough storylines to wrap up. Yeah, it's just, man, it's just a day wasted. It is a day wasted, which I guess if, you have, if your DVR is filled up, then it's great. Because you know that's a quick, a quick delete. You can get there and free up some more space for something else you want to watch. So, uh, yeah, let us know in the chats or, or tweet us if you think that you know these these one off kind of fantasy what if imaginary tales are are fun or like me who has the right <laughs> point of view that they're they're uh, awful use of oh, screen they time. Went, they went so far left. They tell about Aunt Stella is a mafia queen pin. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! But the chat is going is on. Crazy as hell. <laughs> okay, I love that. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to see that actually that would actually be really good so uh, <laughs> well we got a couple little things that we'll touch on as well but I feel like it's a good way to wrap this all up into mm. predictions as well mm. your After Buzz TV predictions uh, we of course uh, one of the storyline that was getting touched on was Oscar's illness but also uh, Jocelyn and Cameron uh, still play acting it being a couple but as always we've watched enough of these soaps to know you play at Play Eventually, it's going to turn into reality. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, how soon do you think it is between before Jocelyn goes? Well, I'm looking at Cameron as more than. It almost friend. happened, and then Oscar's mom showed up. It was this close to going down when Oscar's mom showed up. So I don't think it's going to be that too, too far along unless Joss goes to the hospital to see why his mom ran up out of there so quick. Yeah, I, it just, I'm ready, like we've talked about, I'm ready for this Oscar thing to hit the next year. Just either make him really sick, or get him in this trial, or just, you know, let, let other people know about this. Yeah. Just something's got to happen, because... I think Oscar's going to decide he's going in trial based on that headache, because up until now, he hasn't had a headache like that one. Yeah. Right? The last one he had, he passed out from it, but he hasn't had a headache that, like, you know, made him sit down and, and take a minute. So you get those great breathing exercises. Got to center you. <laughs> I cannot with Miss Daisy. Whatever. <laughs> uh, any predictions that you have? Um. Yeah, I think that they're going to escalate the Oscar storyline. I think he's probably going to do the trial. I think maybe they'll, you know, uh, take him off the grid for a minute so that they can focus more on. Um, so they're not going to have to focus so much on Sonny and Margo and that stuff anymore. They're probably going to focus more on this whole Kevin, Ryan, Laura situation, the election situation, Britt coming back. They're going to focus more on that, I think. I maintain uh, that I would love for, and I know, we, as I said before, you don't really want to see an actor lose a job. But I think it's a more powerful story if Oscar loses his, his battle. That's what I think. How do you feel? Ooh, I'm conflicted about that. 
I'm conflicted about that. Because remember early on you said this could be another Robin Stone situation. So I would like to see that happen. Yeah. So that we're not leaving Joss like, you know, just dust with her butt hanging in the wind. I don't want to see that happen to that character because she's a good little actress. Well, what better words to end this on than (laughs) your butt hanging out in the wind? I can't think of any. So that's what we'll do. We'll end this episode right there with those powerful words from Carla Renata. As always, folks, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and thanks, everybody, for hopping in the chat. And uh, I guess we'll have to look back and, and dive more into why everybody thought that Aunt Stella was a, a mafia uh, queen pin. He, he, didn't go, he didn't elaborate, but I do want to give some love out to Daisy Flower 40, Susan Russo, uh, War Hero 99, and I think that's everybody that joined us after I, and Annie going um those are the shout outs thanks for joining us i'm carla renata your co-host for the general hospital after show you can find me across all social media platforms at the curvy critic on sundays right before the gh report pop on over to black hollywood live and check me out with black tomatoes so you can find out what is your favorite movie playing in the movies and of course on monday night you can find me at the dancing with the stars after show look at that uh yeah follow me on twitter and instagram at happy go jackie folks Thanks for watching us. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for uh, being in the chat. Like and subscribe to uh, us on YouTube. But we'll be back next Sunday with a special guest. That's right. The person that plays Mary Pat will be here. Yay! Next Sunday, we'll break it all down on another episode of the GH Report right here on AfterBuzz TV. Bye, y'all. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Spitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.